0: Formation. Pastor Ryan and Pastor Tyler here. Welcome to another episode of The Weekly, where each week we take an opportunity to explain the whys behind what we do as a church family. This week, we want to discuss why we're focusing so much time and attention in this particular season on facilitating connection. So as long as people are current with this podcast, I'm currently doing this series, A Coal in the Fire, that's Mm -hmm. all about formative friendship we are a few days away from our first family night of the year. We just have a lot of emphasis right now on connection. Yeah. And so I think the simplest way to break down, I don't think this will come as a huge shock, but in short, the reason we're putting so much attention there is because so many people feel disconnected. Yeah. And what has been um, curious and confusing to me personally is, is how, how much, I'm having conversations with people throughout the week where they might even have a formation group, might be participating in some meetups, but there's still this real underlying longing for deeper connection. Uh And so like, even like we can be like sitting in a circle with a group of people and, and sort of bemoaning, feeling a lack of connection, which is just an, it's an, it like, it's this interesting place that we're in. And I think it's much, I don't think this has anything to do just with our church. I think it's a cultural thing sure. that's taking place. Oh yeah. We're just as a culture, people are really struggling to feel meaningfully connected.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, even thinking about like the environments people are in, I just, yeah, I think that people don't really understand how to like turn the engine over mm-hmm. um, or to like get it started or something. And so I think that it's just, Easier to like reflect on, like, man, I, I'm I just am feeling so disconnected than either you know, I think having the like whether it be courage, you know, if it's fear that holds you back, or just like a, a lack of understanding. But instead of like really figuring out what it might look like to get connected again, mm-hmm. it's just something that it's almost like that analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just in this place of like. All I know is that I feel disconnected and Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do about it.
0: And I think, I think something that I would say is, well, I think something that complicates it is, um, I, I know that some people are just like, so they could never hear the word COVID again and be okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's really important to keep front of mind how sizable of an issue like that and, and an experience that was in our lives and that it, excuse me it had an effect on people that we are still really understanding. And again, this is like a a cultural thing, but like as anecdotally, like I had a conversation with a person in our church last week who said, um, you know, prior to COVID I was super sociable and, you know, hanging out and doing fine. And then since COVID I've just had an immense amount of social anxiety Yeah, and even, despite longing to experience deeper connection is really struggling to like take the steps necessary to do it. So I do think even as we, you know, for a few minutes talk about some of the ways that we're working to help facilitate connection, I think one thing I would really encourage people in is if, if you, you know, are struggling to feel connected to your spouse or close friends, or you are participating, you know, on the regular in these environments that, that should be fostering connection and you're still not feeling connected, it's probably really worth like sitting with that for a while and like trying to get to the bottom. Think about that, Mm -hmm. you know. Come and have a conversation with me, so we maybe do some spiritual direction around it. Maybe therapy would like, but just really understanding what has what has happened inside of me. And I would say sure. that the people I would encourage the most is like those of you who feel like COVID impacted you the least. Yeah, should be the most suspect of. Sure. <laughs> just like, but did it? Like, did anyone really come out of this unscathed? Maybe you are a part of the privileged few, but I really, I'm not certain that anyone can go through what we went through as a culture and come out the other end completely unscathed.
1: Well, yeah, through as we went through as an entire globe. A globe, yeah. I mean, that just is, you know, there's things that happen or you see things, awful things on the news that happen, you know, the war in the Ukraine or different things like that. And you want to like feel connected to that Mm -hmm. but it's so far away Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to keep front of mind Mm -hmm. this was front of mind for everyone for every single person right and and that's just I don't know how many things in the world are ever like that right that, that drastically impact everybody right I don't think there was to my knowledge there was no like remote island or anything that didn't somehow get it on there um and I'm sure there's somewhere but so far I'm unaware of it. And it seems like that would be a great news story that I have not seen. (laughs) So, Yeah. So I just think that, uh, I think that recognizing it and, and even for myself, like, um, I've been really excited with the, uh, the condo that I purchased Mm -hmm. and it's got, you know, before, um, I had seating for two and that included me. And so if I invited over like a couple, I would like to stand in front of the dishwasher Mm -hmm. in order to like eat while they ate. So it was not real <laughs> conducive. Awesome. If you didn't get invited over to my previous apartment, I'm sorry. And you would have had to take turns sitting Yeah, pretty much is basically the deal. But even, even in a place now that I love, I purchased for the ability to be able to, um, uh,
0: host, host and have people, people over, over yeah. all
1: of that kind of stuff. Every time, especially if it's someone that I have never had over or even people that I have I get very anxious mm-hmm. in the buildup and, like, you know, you go through that dread of, like, oh, why did I do this? Mm-hmm. And then, like, every single one has been such a blessing and it's been fun and – but. It like in, you know, there's always that awkward, like they just get over and you're like trying to break down the ice and what are we going to talk about? And all of, so I get it. Like, Mm -hmm. I like I'm experiencing that as well. And the only way that I'm, figuring out how to like push beyond is to just like Exposure force therapy. myself to yeah. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, like we're going to do these and I'm going to just keep, because what's great is as I schedule one, it's always a few weeks out. Mm-hmm. You can schedule anything a few weeks out and yeah. feel like I'm fine. until the week of, you're like, Oh
0: God, yeah.
1: what do I do. So, <laughs> yeah. So I just think that that is something even for me, like even in doing it and working on it, it mm-hmm. just has been, yeah, it's been a lot.
0: Yep. So let's talk about uh, a few of the things that we're going to be doing um, just to continue to try to, again, facilitate connection, uh-huh. which, you know, as you and I have been talking the last couple of weeks, that's really I think a leadership theme that we're going to be spending a lot of time with is just how do we, in everything we do, how do we do a better and better job of facilitating connection? Sure. So these are a a couple of of, uh, things that are going to be really front of mind for us. The first is doing some work to reboot formation groups. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had an immense amount of conversation with a number of people that participate in a formation group. I would say we have a couple that have thrived and it's been like one of the most, you know, formative things in their life that they've experienced. And then we've had others that have struggled with it for a number of reasons, whether it's group chemistry or trying to keep people like, you know, a couple of people that were in the group moved away or left or something like that. Some have struggled with the structure. Mm -hmm. um, And so there's been a number of different reasons. I think one thing that I have an immense amount of ownership in is I underestimated, um, how much help was going to be necessary for each of these groups. Like we kind of like, we did some trainings, we laid out a structure. So it's not Mm -hmm. like people were completely like thrown to the wolves, but I underestimated how much, more helpful it would be to really come alongside of groups and help them especially learn to work. Like the structure exists, which we might make some tweaks to it, but the structure does exist for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's something I'm going to even talk about in my message this weekend. It's meant to be like a trellis that helps us ensure we are moving toward our shared purpose, Mm -hmm. which is being formed in the image of Christ, not just, talking about politics not which again nothing wrong with any of those conversations but the purpose of formation groups is our spiritual formation, Mm. the structure helps ensure we are moving in that direction. Yeah. But again, I think I want to be able to come alongside of and help groups figure out how to work it in a way that it doesn't feel constrictive. Right. Because it's meant to provide more freedom not to make it feel constrictive. So we'll be doing some rebooting on that, which I think will be helpful.
1: Yeah. Another thing that we're going to be focused on at least like from now through September, weather weather and air quality permitting. Yeah. Um, Um, is just a monthly family night. We have Mm -hmm. cut one uh, by the time this launches. We will have just had one. Yeah, we will. Um, And I'm so excited. I was talking to Kenzie. She's kind of helping to like lead the planning and execution Uh of it. And somehow, unbeknownst to me, Uh, so I'm going to do a men's breakfast. We're doing breakfast tacos and then we're doing chicken tacos. And you know that this week is Cinco de Mayo? That was not intentional. You nailed it. I like, I'm so proud and I, (laughs) I did not even try. So at any rate, more importantly, um, it's
0: star Wars day. Well, on the fourth. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but uh regardless like we want to we want to have these uh we've got some ideas for the upcoming ones uh, but even in what we're doing with them and how we're doing them uh you know the team of people that like executes them mm-hmm. uh it's usually like a ton of work so i think we'll probably still do like one burger and hot dog one mm-hmm. maybe uh but we're also going to try to do some like uh, chicken tacos or pulled pork or some things that get, can be prepared ahead of time so that the Uh, work required to execute them is not so consuming of the people Mm -hmm. there and that they have the ability to engage. Mm -hmm. And even as we've been working on it, so here's an example. Um, uh, Previously, uh, it would have been something where like um, ahead of time, I would have made some things at my place. Kenzie would have done some at hers. We've got a few other people that uh, are kind of regulars and helping out and they would have done something. We would have come together on sunday like put it all together and gone there and like set everything up and even this like uh on saturday afternoon like everyone who's helping is going to come to my place and Mm -hmm. we're gonna like do all the prep together and like i told kenzie today i'm gonna make a picture of margaritas and like even the uh, prep we're mm-hmm. working really hard to be cognizant of making that um, about connection yeah maybe. it's about connection because yeah, I good. think one of the things I think of like even in things like getting people to help with the family night mm-hmm. or the family night itself like we're seeing something that I've never experienced mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. that I am so thrilled by mm-hmm. and that's that people seem to be signing up right away. Mm. Um, And before, I would have to send out 60 to 4,700 text messages asking people, sign up, sign up, sign up. And there'd still be a bunch of people that were late. And whether it be when we ask people to participate in the execution or we just say, like, here's an event, sign up for it. I mean, right now we've got 65 people coming to... Uh, the family night and who knows how many more will come Mm -hmm. by the time that we do send out a few text messages. But I think what I'm taking away from that, whether it be with a family night or these other things that we're talking about is that what people are communicating, even in that behavior is that previously we would have approached these things with the desire to like, have as little ask as, you know, Mm -hmm. like we're not trying to steal a ton of time. We're not trying to steal a ton of energy. Like we want to do this to get us together, but then like go about your way. Um, and what I feel like we're, is being communicated is people are more interested in like getting together and spending the afternoon Mm -hmm. doing prep because it also gives an opportunity to connect with one another.
0: That's good. And then the last thing for today is just, we want to experience uh, experiment with more connection events. So something probably that's larger than a meetup, but smaller than a Sunday service you yeah. know that's got a maybe a, a specific focus and emphasis for instance one of the things we're kicking around is like a men's and or women's quarterly mm-hmm. event where we come here and maybe there's a you know, contemplative piece or a little bit of like direction given, not so much like a full sermon or seminar, but a topic. And then we divide up into groups to be able to have some discussion about it, stuff like that, that I think just some events that are more specifically designed to help facilitate and foster connection. Yeah. Um, Because to your point, we have just more and more evidence that there's a real deep longing inside of us. So, um, one thing that I would ask is that if you're listening and you have idea, like we, we're in in no uh, way desiring to sit here in this podcast room and come up with all the ideas for mm-hmm. how to help our church connect. So I, I would say one of the things that we welcome is ideas from within our community. So I would encourage people to continue to think about meetups, you know, mm-hmm. hosting meetups, creating your own environment to help foster connection and totally. facilitate connection. <clears throat> and. And I would just, like, especially if you look at the meetup list, the calendar, and you don't see something that, like, really appeals to you, maybe think about, what would I like to do? Sure. With, I asked somebody that the other day that was struggling with this. Yeah. And I just said, well, what, what would you, what sounds enjoyable to you to do with another group of people? And sure. they, they had a couple ideas. I was like, Cool schedule a meetup and couple, if you get a couple people to come do that, that's great. Yep. So any ideas, any meetups, just let's keep creating as many environments and avenues as possible for people to connect. Totally. So thank you so much for listening to this edition of the weekly. As always, if there is something that you'd like to better understand the why behind, send us that question at info at formation, SLC.com. And until next week, we love you. We're praying for you and we'll see you Sunday.